Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is Mom Brain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Hey guys, welcome back to Mom Brain. I'm Ilaria. And I'm Daphne. And today we are talking with Haley Duff, who you guys probably know from growing up and and seeing on all sorts of different screens. She's an actress, she's a singer, she's a songwriter and fashion designer of Little Moon Society, which is a super cute kids line. Um, I'm going to, it's my favorite thing this week. So if you want to check it out, you can go to the description of the podcast where we always put our favorite things. And of course, a cookbook author. I feel like a lot of people know her because she created The Real Girl's Kitchen. um, And it's, you know, it's just, it's an approach to cooking and an approach to having fun in the kitchen um, that I think is super accessible, especially for that early stage of motherhood. She's got two beautiful kids and um, we get to chat with her and catch up with her on everything from deciding whether she wants to add a third baby to the party to um, what is... Picky eaters. Yeah. Strong women. Strong, tiny women. Strong, tiny women. Something we all deal with. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, just how she keeps it real. I think she she also lets us, lets us in, pulls back the curtain a little bit on one of her favorite things to do with her free time that I kind of am into. I think you're going to, I think you might get into it. All right, guys. How you like that tease? I know. You gotta wait (laughs) until the end. (laughs) All right, guys. Here's Haley Duff. I'm Haley Duff. I'm here on Mom Brain today. I'm an actress. I'm a cook. I'm a kids' clothing designer, and um, you can follow me at. Haley Duff. Now, one of the things that um, that inspires me so much about you is that you've, you know, had this amazing career since you were very young, and then you, you took some time to to have kids, and and now you're and now you're back, um, and it yeah. is something that I think so many women who struggle with um, is: can we take time? Do I have the ability to do that? And then can I almost? reinvent myself or re-enter the workforce afterwards and am I going to take that leap? Am I going to lose myself in that process or is it or am I if I don't do that am I not going to be the mother that I need to be? And I'd love to hear your experience and wisdom on it. Um you really brought up something that rang true for me first. You know, even the few years sort of before I had a child, I watched um actresses sort of fall into this trap of never really wanting to take that pause in their career to have a family and to have children. um, You know, there's this pressure sort of always in the back of your mind, like this pilot season is going to be that, you know, you're going to get the show this one or the season's going to get picked up again. Or, you know, there's always something in the back of your mind that says like next year, next year. And I've just seen a lot of people fall into that trap and then they wake up and it's sort of like the moments pass them by. And the fear is that you take the beat and you have a baby and then it's impossible to sort of step back into your career. But for me, the fear was more intense to not have a family. I always saw myself as a mother and saw myself with kids and I hoped that that would be what I would get to do one day. And so um, Ryan had come as a surprise for us. And it sort of worked out perfectly for me because I was not really ready to take that step and that beat, um, but I was forced to. And it was the best thing on earth that happened to me. 
Um, and I ended up working through my whole pregnancy and right after I had her and nothing really slowed down. Um, if anything, I felt like I worked more more opportunity was brought to me. You know, there's a expression within like Italian families that when babies are born, they show up with bags of golden coins. And I really feel that I see that in so many of my friends, families and things like that. The babies just bring so much opportunity and like happiness and wealth to a family. And I don't mean financial wealth. I mean, like within your heart. Yeah. So for me, with my second child, that was really when I decided to take the beat from working and just be home with her and really enjoy being a mom for a little bit. You know, I didn't really stop so much with Ryan and um, I'm happy I did because I'm like, knock on wood, that's my last baby, (laughs) you know, so I got to really soak it in. Yeah. I think I'm done. And I really got to soak it in and like be there with her and and savor those like sweet little baby moments. And, you know, in that time, I started a clothing line with my friend Jessica and I thought it was going to be a hobby and it's turned into like a real business. And, you know, so it's like everything was sort of waiting for me when I was ready to go back. And I think the universe takes care of you in that way. What gave you the courage slash the insanity to start your own business while you were with a newborn? What was going on in your head and what's it been like? Honestly, I don't, I don't know. You know, Jessica and I have been friends since we were 16. We both got reckless driving tickets. We met at traffic school. (laughs) (laughs) It really sums up our relationship. It really does. She had knowledge of the apparel industry and had had a clothing brand before. And so I think I wasn't scared of going into a different industry because I had someone that had my back that really knew what she was doing. And Um, so for me, I felt like I got to go and just be really creative and she had, you know, the knowledge and the experience to really execute for us really well. And, um, you know, she still does that every single day for us. And I think neither one of us really thought it was going to sort of be what it was. We thought, oh, we'll do this while we're like a little capsule collection while we have little ones. And then, you know, that'll be that. And, you know, here we are. So do you feel like, so, so you know, you and your sister grew up together and your relationship, obviously, I think about this with my sisters anyway, I'm the oldest of four. We have three girls and a boy, um, you know, that you're, you're, where do you fall in there? I'm the oldest actually. Are you, you're you're the the oldest oldest. too. Yeah. No, it's, um, and it's, I definitely still have that with like, even within my group of friends, I feel like I somehow always end up being, you know, the the mother hen because that's just sort of the dynamic that I've always had with the the first girls in my life with my sisters. But I'm always really curious how, you know, how, now that I have daughters of my own, how I pull and cherry pick from our relationships and the way that we grew up together and the way we developed together and try to give that to my daughters now. And you have two girls now. It's like it must that, that you know, just the parallels must be in, um, plentiful. How are you? Do you think about your childhood when you raise your girls? Do you I mean, I, I assume you and, and Hillary have a great relationship. Like, do you try to give that to your girls as well? It's it's always a beautiful sisterhood is such an interesting, complex, but but really hopefully Definitely. very fruitful relationship. Yeah. It's, you know, I feel like I spend a lot of time thinking about how we grew up because especially as we're sort of leaving that baby stage and you get into the more I don't they feel like more like real years. But mm-hmm. I know every year is a real year, but it feels <laughs> like they're really like, you know, um, my daughter, Ryan, especially who's almost five, like she doesn't miss anything. She notices everything going on, every dynamic in our household. You know, she really like takes everything in. And um, so I feel myself really thinking about my childhood and how, 
you know, Hillary and I grew up and how my mom and I did certain, my mom did certain things with us. My dad did certain things with us. And so I spent a lot of time thinking about those things as I raised my two little girls, the things that I felt like were really important that they did with us, the things that um, I forgot that they did with us. My mom sort of reminds me sometimes. Like what? Well, one thing, one thing we've really been working on recently has been family dinner. And I didn't really realize that we didn't do it very often. And I was talking about it all the time. Like, oh, we do family dinner. We do family dinner. But I was like, actually, we don't. We actually really don't. Uh, Because Matt's not home from work normally. Because Lulu's so little still. She's in bed by 6 or 6.30. Right. And so we do family dinner. But it's like me and Ryan and Lulu. And then Matt's home by the time Ryan's about to go to bed. But it's really kind of misses that dinner with Lulu. So while it felt like we were doing family dinner, we kind of weren't. And so that's been a big emphasis for us recently has been on weekends to really like sit down and make sure that the four of us are like focusing on each other and the phones are not there and the television's not on. And, you know, because my mom was like, Haley, we did this every night. I was like making dinner and we sat down as a family. Um, But as I spent a lot of time thinking about it, those memories are really more as I was older. You know, it was like I wasn't a little baby when that was happening. My dad was at work still. I was in bed by the time he was home. So I think those are sort of like um, the things that you try to look back on your childhood and say, I, these are the things that are important to me that I want to make sure I mimic, you know, for them. I think that's such an important one. I mean, I, I find it here. We very rarely do family dinner. You know, I, I cook for them almost every single night of their lives. And Alec is home sometimes, but... It's more that it's just so hectic because it's Correct. it's like, I mean, when they're so little, it's just about getting them to eat that the idea of right. you eating at the same time that they're eating. But then, you know, we've had experts on the show before and I've talked to, you know, pediatricians and stuff like that. And they're like, it's so important for them to watch you eat in terms of them having the ability yeah. to try new foods and for them to understand pacing and table manners and like all this different right. kind of stuff. And I definitely am also falling short in that. We'll, we'll have like, uh, breakfast together. Uh, yeah, I think I think you you pick your battles and it's never too late to start wherever you're starting from. But I also do think that that just like little bits go a long way. And to that point, I try to think about where where in my childhood did my parents take opportunity to to teach us lessons that we didn't necessarily yeah. know we were being taught, you know? And for my totally. dad, it was it was always sports or you know, he would play he would always concoct these crazy elaborate games like one where each their four siblings one where each of us could succeed so like there might be a thinking game for those of us that were less athletic and then like a really athletic game for the smaller kids who couldn't do like the math problems but were really good at running or whatever it was um and his lessons always came in that very physical you know experience of like you you don't give up don't like don't talk negatively to yourself um teamwork like whatever it was all his little things and then my mom a lot of it came through being at being in the kitchen together, not necessarily at the table, yes. which is why I give myself a pass that like it is rare with four kids under six that you're going to actually like sit and have a pleasant, you know, Mary Poppins style. Everyone eats with their perfect table manners type of experience. Yeah. But I oh, strive for please that. Please don't think that that is what our family dinners are like. I'm like, you need to eat that right now. Please do not get up on the table. Too. I've told Swallow. you five times. Sit back down. Like, no, it is not a, it's not a Mary Poppins experience by any means. 
And it was something that I realized only, again, later as you do when you're sitting trying desperately to be your best parenting self. How do I... Uh, you know, how do I give my kids the things that my parents gave me and how do I not give them things I didn't I wish I didn't have and all that stuff that um that the kitchen time came pouring back to me because I was I was feeling really guilty. It was during a period of time where like it was just I was I had to be out a lot uh, of the day and then there were inevitably like work things that would come up at night and I had to be out at night and I just felt like I was missing these meal times. And so I started taking a made a huge deal of breakfast that like breakfast is first of all the first meal of their day and they're really excited Fun. and they're like in a great mood and everything's perfect and you have as much time as could possibly need because they're up at 5 30 in the morning so you got like plenty of time to do all your stuff um that I started focusing on you know being back in the kitchen with them and having that breakfast time being when we could indirectly talk about them and their days and like I would share little things with them and I realized it was sinking in more than it does when you're trying to have, when you're trying to like have a conversation, you know what I mean? I, um, totally. So I think that's sweet. You know, also like bedtime, right? Like after we do books and stuff. Yes. We do our books, we turn off the light and we have like a little nightlight on still. So it's like, we can see each other. We're not in the dark. And that's like when I really have the best conversations with her too. Yeah. It's like, for whatever reason, when it's dark, it all comes out. But think about sleepovers. I mean, isn't that how it always happens? You're like, okay, now we're kind of drowsy and it's like light but dark. But and they're, like, also, they're also trying to stall too. Oh, there's major do. stall they try, tactics. They try, my, my baby Romeo, who's, who's Lulu's That age, is so true. He, he just learned that if he says poo-poo while he's in his crib – We'll be like, oh, he. We need to change his diaper. <gasps> They're another genius, and they all oh. figure it out. You know, it's the I have to go to the bathroom. I need a drink of water. I have to go to the bathroom. Right. I mm-hmm. am uncomfortable. Whatever. Damn, like, that baby's every smart. Single thing. I know. And he goes poo 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 poo, and you take him out. And then, but then at the same time, he literally also is just like Carmen, where he's like starting to sit on the toilet and like starting to potty because he sees the other ones. Yeah. Although I don't know, like Leo literally would have like sat in his poop forever and like been like, totally, be, like did you poop? And he'd be like, nope. no, there's lies. Nope. But like Romeo is like very, he's like very advanced with these things. But yeah, no, he's like genius. He's like, I know they'll take me out. That's so and, interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, do you, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I think that your, your cooking brand is so fun and usable and accessible for people. It is, it is the every girl's kitchen. It is this idea that in my mind anyway, this idea that, um, Keep it simple on yourself. Have fun with it. And I think that carries through so, I mean, just even here sitting talking with you, it's such, it's so obviously and authentically who you are. Um, But now with the clothing brand, like, do you consider yourself more, are you a cook? Are you a, are you a fashion designer? Like, where's your identity at? Are you a mom? Obviously, first and foremost, where is it at right now? You know, um, I feel like it's like all of those things. I mean, in my daily life, like I cook all the time. I work with my business. Like I do mom stuff. Like it just sort of is like an all encompassing thing. So um, I feel like it just sort of is like a little bit of all of those things for me, you know? Mm -hmm. What are some of your favorite things to cook now? I mean, because clearly you're busy. Clearly you do have limited time like the rest of us. I don't get to cook the stuff that I used to really like to cook because my kids don't eat it. So, you know, I don't make the sort of meals that when it was just Matt and I, I would make, but I try to do my little one really will still eat everything. Mm -hmm. So I cook a lot of like fun stuff for her. Like I just did like a slow cooked short rib ragu and she really was into that. Like she really gets down on like short ribs or like Texas girl. (laughs) She's really, she's really about like any really bold flavors. Oh yeah. And she's like wants meat. And my older one is like, mom, 
I don't eat meat anymore. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? Okay. And she's like, yes, because it was an animal. It was a living animal. I'm like, okay. So I said, if you don't eat meat, you have to eat like beans and grains and nuts and you have to have protein in other ways. And she's like, that's fine, but no meat. So like, I just have two completely opposite children. Um, so I make a lot of uh, lentils. I do lentils in a crock pot and I let them cook all day and I put tons of vegetables in them. But it's quite a long process because I have to blend the vegetables so they don't see them. Because yeah. they see what's in them, you know. But both of my kids will eat quite a bit of lentils. So I make stuff like that all the time, but it tends to be things that I can cook all day long. So I can start it in the morning and then go off to work and or take them to school or whatever and then come home. If your your older daughter, your the piggy one, if you let her to her own devices, would it be like sort of like the pizza? She wants to eat pizza and pasta and stuff like that? Or is she... Yeah, it would be like pizza, pasta with butter and Parmesan. <laughs> it would be carrots and ranch, raspberries. So she's not vegan. She hasn't no. gone that, she hasn't <laughs> gone that far. Yes, so she's not vegan. Well, the milk she's wasn't alive. She, loved, she loves a cheese dipper. <laughs> she likes scrambled eggs. Um, but like, that's kind of it. How do you get her to eat that? She'll eat this puree of lentils or do you have to be like, no, she used to eat salmon all the time. And then I guess about a week ago, right when she announced that she was going to be a vegetarian, I was doing one of these bribery situations where I was like, if you eat all your salmon, you can watch two episodes of Sophia the first tonight. Like, you know, (laughs) full bribery. Like I have, there's no shame in my game. And, um, She's like eating the salmon and she'll do this thing where she'll hold it in her mouth for yes, the chipmunk an hour like she doesn't care. And I look over at her and I'm like, do you still have that in your mouth? And she's like. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, that is so disgusting. That's going to be so gross to swallow now. Yeah. It's like chewed up salmon, like pulverized Uh, in her mouth. uh, I'm like, okay, that is so gross. And she finally decides to try to swallow it. And and she does. She's like. I have to go spit this out in the trash can. She runs to the trash can, spits it out. Meanwhile, I've just been given this vintage little rug from a friend of mine as a housewarming gift for like in front of my sink that I like love and cherish. And it's one of my favorite things. She spits it out in the trash can and she looks at me and then she goes, and just sparks the rest of it all out. I was like, Oh, I'm like you're literally no. standing like right but, next to. The but that was the last <laughs> time. But that was the last time you gave her salmon, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah you're like not, done. Yeah. See, but you know what? She'll be she'll be compassionate and she's very strong willed, and it the it will serve her well in some other ways. Even if she starts eating meat again, it's not to do with that. It has to do with the ability to say this is what I want and this is how I want it. And doing that at a young age, it's it's good that you're, but at the same time, you're doing exactly what's right. I mean, you have to feed your child well. Um, and yeah. you, you know, there's so many times where, you know, mothers, we just throw our arms up and be like, sure, here is the macaroni and cheese and the grilled cheese sandwich, but then we're doing a disservice to our children. Right. You don't want to have the fight and you don't want to stress it. And you don't, I, look, you never want to make it a battle of egos, which when you do anything emotionally, it has a tendency to do. But at the same time, my grandmother says something really valuable. She said, don't let your kids resist you more than the food. And I think for the most part, as much as oh. we would, right? As much as we would love our kids to, you know, eat a beautifully balanced plate all the time, most kids don't do that. Like, don't beat yourself up. Most kids are not, you know, of their own accord. Like, yes, give me more vegetables, give me more, um, you know, healthy grains and whatnot. But I do, what, what, 
what I feel like I've done that has been successful for me because I would be the one that was like trying to figure out like, how, you know, they had their salmon on Monday. Like, can they have chicken today and they'll have lentils tomorrow and like trying to, you know, run the gamut of making it really balanced and and very, um you know, very helpful and maybe like overly ambitious that way because I just spent so much of the time trying to like force feed them and bribing. And especially with my oldest, Philo, who until she was two and a half would eat pretty much anything and then literally at like two and a half on the dot was like, no, no, I hate fruit. Yeah. All fruit, hate it. Um, like just changed her mind on a dime, so random. And um, it made wow. our relationship tense because I was every mealtime, I would be sitting there like trying to get her to do what I wanted. And what has been working for now um, is, yes, there is still the if you eat X, Y, and Z, you can have a reward like a Sophia the first episode uh, if she can yeah. convince her brother to watch that because I do make them watch one thing all together. Like the, like the one thing that would drive me nuts is when they would all be trying to see different things. And it's like at least if we're watching one thing just – Doing it together. You're doing it together. <laughs> I can feel good about that. Um, is is presentation. And this was something that one of the, one of the sort of eating experts on the show had suggested and it has worked. Family style dinners, going back to what our mothers did that like I'd completely forgotten my mom always did was she would make one central pot of something and then oftentimes have like little customizable toppings so people could make it their own because we did have vegetarians. My sister's vegetarian. One of them was also gluten free. Um, You know, she had sort of other my brother's like a massive carnivore. So she had other considerations in mind. So she would do that fun topping or she would make pretty much all sides. Like there was never a main, not there mm-hmm. was never, but there wouldn't be a main course. There would instead be a variety of sides and people would put what they wanted to eat onto their plate. And it was a nice way to let your kids feel like they have some control in the amount of food that they're being asked to eat, but not total control because what you're there, what they have available is what you chose. So we're experimenting with this like give and take of ego, which is interesting. Um, I wanted to go back to something you brought up early in the early on because it's a question sure. I get asked constantly on on Instagram from women who are debating having another child. How did you know you were ready for another? Or how did you know you were done? And since you said you you think maybe you've had your last, I'm curious to hear you talk us through that a little bit, um, how you came to that decision. I don't know if I've totally come to that decision, to be honest with you. You know, I go back and forth on it all the time. Uh, they're a very, like, hot um, topic in our house is, like, the topic of a vasectomy. Mm-hmm. That seems to be, like, a conversation that so many of my girlfriends are having. And, and it seems so split. Like, half are like, yes, we're ready. Like, let's do it. I'm done. And then the other half is like, I know, but, like, what if in a few years? we're to, You know, there's this sort of this, like, little window of a chance of, like, maybe in a few years we'll feel differently. So I don't know. I feel like my family feels complete mm-hmm. at four of us, you know, with with just two girls. I never really saw myself with more than two kids. You know, when you're like little and you're playing house and you're like, I am a mom and I have two kids. You know, that's sort of what I always saw. Um, Does your husband feel the same way? Yeah, he's funny because he was um, a guy that just never really pictured himself like with a wife or kids or anything. He was sort of like, if it happens, it happens. And, you know, I think when he was 20 or something, he called his mom and he was like, mom, you need to just wrap your head around the idea that I'm never getting married and never having babies. I'm like, were you trying to like kill her? Like, I don't understand why you you would do that. Um, You know, so for him, like both of them have just been like a great addition to his life, but he was never like, I've got to have this. I've got to have this. You know, he was happy about the first one. He was like, when I said, okay, I think I'm ready to do this again. He was like, okay, great. 
but he was not set in a number or boys or girls or, you know, both of us kind of felt that way. So I don't know. I feel pretty complete, but um, there is sort of like that little sliver in the back of my mind that goes like, what if I feel differently? And because I'm 34, I feel like I have a lot of time to change my mind, Mm -hmm. you know, so I don't know. Yeah, you're you're still so Right now I feel real set. <laughs> I will say sad. I know people who got pregnant after their husband got snipped. Yeah. So I will no, say that like all, it's <laughs> everything is possible. Well, then also you're like less careful oh too. My God. Yeah, you're less careful. That is a scary thought. One of my friends has three children and she said, I looked around and I said, everybody's here who needs to be here. And like she just had this very sort of solid you know, and I feel like there's a certainty that you have. And again, you might change, but, you know, you there is also, you know, I, I haven't felt that certain that certainty yet. Um, but I think that sometimes people just know themselves and that's a beautiful thing. And it sounds like your first daughter really knows herself very well, too. <laughs> well, she's a Taurus, so she really yes. I feel like she knows a whole Stubborn lot. like an tough cookie. She knows, yeah, she she knows a whole lot. Tough cookies. But yeah, that's a nice way to say it. Like everybody's here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a nice way to put it. And then part of me is like, but we could meet one more. I we know. That's the problem is when you develop a collection like Daphne and I have, we each have a collection. Oh, God. Um, it's just like you're like, I can make so many people. And this is a superpower. And it's fascinating. And they're all so different. They're so different. I think that's really – and you'll, you see that already with your girls and we see it with ours. Like they, none of them teach you how to be an expert in anyone other than themselves. And I think it's, I think it's so – cool to just I I found it really rewarding interesting weird being a part of the narcissism of parenting how much your kids teach you about yourself how much they reflect certain Mm -hmm. parts of you how much they challenge certain parts of you um and I just you know also there's a part of me that's like oh you're my little tiny husband you know like that's so cute too (laughs) totally Um, especially now my baby my little girl Gigi who's um, three months looks exactly like my husband. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, my Aww. little tiny girl husband. <laughs> like, no, his, his so jeans cute. are strong. Oh my gosh, she's oh my gosh, three Serbian months. Jeans are, yes, yeah. She turned oh, three months today, actually. Thanks. Thank you. Um, That's awesome. So what's next on the horizon for you? You have so much going on. What What are you most excited about? Hmm. What am I most? I mean, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this next year. I have to tell you, I just realized that only like a month ago, I realized that we were coming to the end of a decade, which seems uh, oh, so silly, right, but duh. I was kind of excited about that. I was like, oh, 2020, this is like kind Where of a I hadn't cool. thought about that, weirdly. Yeah, I was like, I don't know why I hadn't thought of that. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm looking forward to this year. I feel like it has some kind of good juju around it, like a 2020 year. I feel like, you know, there's been like some focus on me going back to work. Not that I haven't been working, but... You know what I mean? Like on set work. So I'm kind of excited about that. And then with Little Moon, you know, our like productions and our seasons have just gotten like bigger and bigger. And I'm excited to see this next year for us. I feel like we're we're only two years old. And so this third year really sort of is like I feel like an important year for a a small business that's starting. It's um, a lot of things sort of happen, I feel like, in that year. So um, I'm looking forward to that. And then my daughter goes into kindergarten next year. So that's a big one. That is big. I feel like lots of good stuff is coming this year. I'm I'm open to what it's bringing and amazing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Do you ever do like star chart readings? Do you have any weird little like good juju oh, things that you do? <laughs> Tell us I what do. you do. Yeah, I mean, well, the last two nights we've had like gigantic full moons, and so my daughter Ryan's favorite thing to do is to cleanse our crystals. 
Oh, yes, we take our Philomena's obsessed with this too. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's like this is one of, you know, when she's an adult talking to somebody about her memories of like her mother as a child, this is going to be the weird stuff she tells me. It won't be be family dinner. She'll be like, my mom and I would soak the crystals in the kosher salt and put them in the moonlight. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, I I try to not get too into um, people telling me the future or anything like that. But I definitely... um, I definitely read uh, like astrology things and um, I definitely try to listen to my own like intuition about things and my feelings about, you know, work opportunities or people or, you know, I really try to like listen to my own intuition. I feel like it's steered me right most of my life. And then the times I didn't listen to it, I probably should have. So, you know, I try to like stay connected to myself in that way, to my kids, to my man. And, you know, a couple of crystals here and there. <laughs> I like yeah. it. On, um, on Mom Brain, we ask about what your favorite thing is. Well, the first thing that came to mind was actually that all my girlfriends have really gotten into spades. We've really been playing a lot of card games. Oh. So that's been my favorite thing recently is we taught ourselves how to play backgammon. And we've been playing a lot of backgammon and a lot of spades. So fun. And we really turned yeah. into like, some kind of old gangsters that like to like sit there and yell at each other <laughs> over a couple of bottles of wine. What um, are you? Yeah, what are you drinking while we're playing back heaven? What are you? Well, on a mellow night it's wine, but on like a rowdy night it's usually gin. It's amazing. I, this it's is a like proper, a, yeah. a proper card I, game. I think so. A hugely powerful I'm cabal like, <laughs> of like little you know back heaven playing ladies. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. So I'm like my favorite thing. I was. I had been told you guys were going to ask me about my favorite thing. And I was like, oh, you know, it's probably going to be like a bath product here or something. And I was like, actually, no, that is not my favorite thing. I'm like, my backgammon board goes everywhere with me. I flew to Palm Springs for a birthday dinner and brought it with me on the plane. We played the whole way there. So I think that's my favorite thing, if I could be honest. So I love it. So good. good. It's a good favorite thing. (laughs) We're going to play a really quick game, just true or false, fun sort of mom associations. Oh, fun. Yeah, let's do it. I'll kick it off. I've eaten my kids' Halloween candy and lied to them about why it's missing. True or false? Uh, true, but not lie. Just told them I ate it. I'm telling. I've lied to my kid and told them that something delicious actually tastes bad, so they don't eat it. <laughs> true. Mom. <laughs> I've thrown my spouse under the bus with my kids to avoid being the bad guy. Ooh. <gasps> oh, false. No, 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 no. I love I've bought things while at the store that I had no idea I bought until I got home thanks to my kids throwing oh it in gosh. their shopping cart. Totally. To me. I mean, I feel totally. Like- oh my gosh. Yes. That and also just things I didn't want to buy, but they're staring at me and they've asked me to buy them. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm getting this too. Yay. Oh, I secretly eat my kids' snacks on purpose. <laughs> Not leftover. <laughs> like I go to oh the box gosh, and eat them so funny. Um, Well, I'm definitely a fan of Pirate's Booty. Yes. And also... Um, <laughs> She gets these like uh what are they're like um the Annie's organics little gummies. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. The bunny also gummies, bunnies, yeah. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take a bag of those any day. Haley, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, you guys. It was nice time. chatting with you. You too. You too. Bye. 
So that was Haley Duff. And I love that we were catching up with her. We we Skype with um, only a few guests. We normally try to be in the room because we love that in-person connection. But every once in a while, we Skype with a guest. And she was in her like the back closet of her fashion company. And it was just it was cool because her her co-founder kept like walking in and trying to and get in on the conversation. And other people, and other people <laughs> like, as well. It's just it's just real. And, you know, we'll have these conversations on. This Umbra, is what happens. Where it's like, you know, it's experts and they come on and we're learning so much and we're taking notes. And we're like, wow, that's great. I got to listen to that again. And I need to absorb every single little word that you said. And then we have some that is just like girlfriend talk. Yes. And girlfriend talk can be, I mean, I, I've learned a lot from that. And you know, I always love to talk to a mom of another picky eater because um, I'm, you guys, you guys here, it's something I'm obsessed about. It's just nice to just have your, your girlfriend moment. So we hope that you, we hope that you really enjoyed that. And now it's time for our favorite things. This is a fact. All right, so my favorite thing this week is Cosas Beauty, K-O-S-A-S. Sorry, I do the whole Spanish thing because it's like Cosas with a C, but it's with a K. <laughs> so don't get confused. Um, and I love it because it's a very clean beauty line. And I use their tinted face oil as my foundation almost 100% of the time when I shoot. It's really light. It's very like glowy and dewy. And I know it's full of um, ingredients that are not going to make me break out or have any kind of reaction. Um, and so, and I absolutely, absolutely love it. Um, so yeah. Do you know what's funny? Actually, when I do my beauty tutorials, I, I love the Kosas. Um, it's called Tropic Equinox. It's the, mm-hmm. it's the blush and highlighter yes. combo I yes. use. And when I do them, like I hear from so many people who that's the one product they have to have because it's just like you can apply it with your fingers. It's so easy. It's clean. Yes, that's the it's whole a beautiful thing too. It's like you product. don't have to do this. It just goes on so, yeah. so nicely. No, I love it. Um, so my favorite thing this week is actually Haley's line, Little Moon Society. This summer we were living out in LA and my aunt Samantha, who I get all of my cool recommendations from, like the, the gold ball bracelets that I never take off that you guys always ask about, I got from her and all of these great, she has a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old. So she's like one iteration away from my kids. So she already has like the cool stuff figured out. So she always sends me and like, you know, clues me into great things. She sent me these little like jumpsuits for the girls, white with multicolor splatter rainbow kind of like like splatter paint look. And my kids would not take them off. They love them so much. They were light and so soft and again, so easy to wear and just just like maximum comfort wear, but still really chic. Um, so this whole line, I'm going through their new collection right now actually is so great. And Haley mentioned they now do adult stuff. Like look at this t-shirt. No, I'm really look at this sweatshirt. Adult stuff. Yeah, it's tie-dye co- green. It's cozy oh, it's and the kids feel, I mean, you guys know the kids don't want to put anything that's uncomfortable really on unless it, unless it's like a costume that they're wearing for a brief period of time. They don't want to wear anything that's uncomfortable. And so it's nice to have something that's both pleasing for mom, for mom, dad, and baby. And not a lot of upkeep. You can throw them in the wash. But something else I just realized, part of why I really love it, is because with splatter paint or tie-dye or any of it, stains you can't see. You don't know. You never know. (laughs) Well done, Haley. Love this line. Love chatting with Haley. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. And please do not forget to rate, review, subscribe, send us your emails, mombrainpod at gmail.com. Find us on YouTube if you want to watch us in the flesh. I mean, if you just can't get enough mom brain and um, tell your friends because we just want to keep, um, keep reaching as many moms as possible and keep hearing from you guys as much as you care to share. We'll see you next Wednesday. This is Mom Brain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Mom Brain is a Gallery Media Group original production.